Are you tired of thinking you found the right partner only to find out you were wrong again? Are you having a tough time establishing a long-term relationship or building a family life that is thriving and enriching? Let relationship and family coaches Weldon and Debbie help you find that ideal mate or build the kind of relationship you've always wanted. Great relationships and families don't happen by chance, so don't take a chance with yours. Let Welton and Debbie equip you with techniques and provide guidance for establishing a solid foundation for dating, a long-term relationship, and a successful family life. Now, your coaching hosts, Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie. Welcome back, and thanks to all those who listened to our last cast, and I would like to especially thank all those who provided us some feedback and told others about our broadcast. This week, we will be providing coaching on dating with a purpose. In other words, what are you hoping to achieve in your dating relationship? Do you have an end game in mind? Or is your end game the same as your mate's end game? Or the other question is to ask yourself, are you playing games to get what you want? That's what we would like to help you determine in this broadcast. When you enter into a dating relationship, you should not only have a plan or a strategy to follow, but you should also have a purpose in mind for dating. And remember, it is not the intent of this broadcast or the guidance we provide to replace the service or treatment of a professional mental health provider. Now let's recap from last week's broadcast. One of the things we talked about was having a plan in mind. Remember, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And one of the things that is important in your planning is to be honest with yourself. Take a serious evaluation of the type person that you are and the type person that you want to be with. Don't expect someone else to be this idealistic person that you're not. Don't demand that someone have special characteristics or attributes about their life that you don't currently have in your life. We also talked about where people generally meet other people. And through all of our research and experience with talking with various people, we have found that friends and family are the most popular way of meeting people because it's almost like having a reference for that person. And then we talked about know what your deal breakers are. You have to determine before you go out on the date or before you start dating, what are some things that you absolutely must have in a relationship with the person or in characteristics of a particular person. And you're not being judgmental about that person if they don't have it. These are just things that you desire to have in a mate. Last week, we also discussed not overlooking the warning signs. But one of the things that I want to add to it is if you see those alarming behaviors in your date that are similar to your negative behaviors, you may not be ready to date. You may need to go back and deal with those negative behaviors in yourself. That's part of becoming that 2.0 version of yourself. Be honest with yourself. So when you see those behaviors, address them. Don't overlook it. Stop. So what does it mean to date someone in today's vernacular? What does the word dating mean? Well, we took some time to look it up in, in a couple of sources. The Urban Dictionary describes dating like this. Dating is where two people who are attracted to each other spend time together to see if they also can stand to be around each other most of the time. 
if this is successful, they develop a relationship. Although sometimes a relationship develops anyways if the person can't find anybody else to date them or they are very lonely or one person is only attracted to the other and pretends to be in love with the second unfortunate person who has the misunderstanding that they have found love. The dating website Zeusk defines dating this way. This phrase is extremely common and is the gray area that tends to follow it around. The trend of not defining a relationship is growing more and more common. And in the wake of this trend, dating has come to be a catch-all term for everything from hooking up to being in an exclusive relationship. And that can make it a difficult world to navigate. Now, dating is a relative term. And I would like to use this as an example of knowing what type of relationship or there, here's a way to find out what type of relationship you might be in. And that is how a person might introduce you to their friends and their family. For example, you might be in a committed relationship if the person is introducing you as my girlfriend, my lady, that kind of implies when they say the word my, like that's kind of a possessive word. Like this is my relationship. That word gave me a sense of uh, being in an exclusive relationship. It's been defined. There's just two people committed to each other. And then there's this term, just hanging out. That is really, in my opinion, the friendship zone. And you have to be careful of it. When you're introduced in those environments, someone might introduce you as my friend or a friend. Sometimes they don't even introduce you at all. You are just in an environment where you're going around introducing yourself. And then they may just introduce you with your name. There's no title. There's nothing to it. You are truly just hanging out, having fun. And lastly, if you get introduced with the term of we're just kicking it, oh, that's my boo, then you might be in a hookup situation which could mean you're just a sexual partner and there is no signs of commitment. Usually you haven't met any of the friends, family. You're not spending much quality time together. It is critical for you to define what type of relationship you desire. Please don't take it for granted that you and the other person are in agreement on the relationship. Have it defined. Know for yourself, is this a committed relationship? Is this one person committed to one person? Or are you comfortable with just hanging out because you want to stay in this friend zone? Or you just want to have fun? Is this a hookup? And are you comfortable with being called a hookup? Let me give you an analogy of dating with a purpose. And I want to use a car buying analogy since this is one that may be familiar with a lot of people. Now, experts say that before you go out to buy a car, there are certain things that you need to do in preparation to buy that car in order to give you the best opportunity for the best price. One of the things that you should do is know what kind of car you want before you start shopping. Because if you don't know what kind of car you want, you'll end up picking something that you're not sure about and something that you haven't had the chance to research. But knowing what type of car it is that you want will help you to focus more on what it is that you are looking for and how you go about looking for it. 
set a price limit for yourself uh, when you get ready to buy a car so you don't overspend and try to acquire something or spend time trying to buy a car that you really can't afford. Well, in dating, know what your limits are. Know what your deal breakers are. Take some time to research the cost of the car that you're looking to buy. The same way with dating, take some time to do a little research on that person. You can find a lot about a person on social media. Now, I'm not saying hire a special investigator kind of thing and to find out more about the person, but just take some time to Google them. Employers do it uh, and you would do it when you buy a car. You would take some time to try to research the characteristics of a car and then get your paperwork together before you go into a car dealership because when you go in and the salesman see that you have paperwork then they'll know that you've done some type of preparation and when you go into a dating relationship and you've taken some time to gather your research together then you'll have a better opportunity with that person in your conversation now one of the key things that salesmen like to do is they like to string you along with promises and eventually you get to the point where you're so frustrated with the situation that you feel like walking out, but you feel like you've already committed too much time to the situation. Well, in dating, you need to be ready to walk out if that person seems like they're going to just be stringing you along and it's not leading to the desired goals that you have in mind. And also don't be fooled by the old bait and switch uh, techniques that that car dealerships tend to do at times where they'll advertise a particular car and knowing that there may be only either one of that car or that car is not really on their lot. But they'll draw you in with that and then they'll say, well, it's not available anymore or we don't have it uh, anymore. And then they'll try to sell you something else that is usually more expensive and not really what you went there for in the first place. And then there's the other aspect of that is settling for that other vehicle that you really didn't want in the first place. Well, it's the same way with dating. Don't settle for something that you know is not what you desire. Don't feel pressured and rushed to make a decision then or else you're, you would have wasted all of that time. Be patient. If you don't find what you're looking for in that first date, then be willing to move on. But don't waste a lot of time because you have not planned out your strategy before you enter into the dating relationship. See, the key here is not to try to outwit the salesman because you never really know what the salesman has in mind or, or what their ultimate goal is or how much of a discount they can give you. But what you're trying to do is to give yourself the best possible position to negotiate with a salesman. And it's the same way in dating. You're not trying to outwit your date by no means. But what you want to do is to put yourself in the best situation to make the best choice about the person you're dating. So having a plan in mind, having done your research, having known what your deal breakers are, will help you better decide if this is the person that you want to continue to date or if you really should just move on. And just like car dealerships, there's one on every other corner. And so it's just like dating. This isn't the only person out there that is for you. There are many other people out there that may be a, a better choice for you. Buyer's remorse is a term that is used when purchasing a car. And it can be the same way with dating. 
if you don't take the time to do the proper research and the proper planning, as I talked about, you can have buyer's remorse because you'll settle for a vehicle that you really didn't want, but you felt pressured into accepting and dating is the same way. You could end up spending time with the person that you really didn't want, uh, but only because you had not prepared yourself, you didn't fully research and you weren't fully prepared. And let me go back just for a minute to talk about dating relationships and how they're defined. And I think about a couple of situations that I'm aware of and that I've seen with friends and family. And one of them is thinking as a woman that you're in a committed relationship because you're spending time together and it kind of looks like a committed relationship. You're hanging out, even you're being introduced as a friend. And that sounds promising, but you're spending this time only to find out that you were kind of a placeholder until that person really found someone that they wanted to commit to. And when you ask, what is this relationship? You get that answer. We're friends. So at that point, you have to decide then too, am I going to stay with this or am I going to end it? You have to be prepared to make the decision. So let's talk about a part of dating that can be very emotional, sensitive, and can be very confrontational at times. And that is intimacy and sex. And we want to help you understand the difference between intimacy and sex in a dating relationship. So before you start dating, you want to decide what your stance is on sex. You have to determine even with your deal breaker, is there going to be sex or is there not going to be sex in this relationship? And you have to be prepared to stick to it because it's going to become difficult after a while. The more you date a person, the more time you spend with that individual, the question is going to come up either for you or on that person's part. But you have to know and have in mind, I'm going to do this or I'm not and be prepared to stick with it. Because once you do it, you cannot change it. You can't undo physical or the psychological impact of a sexual encounter. Now, there's a lot of reasons why people engage in premarital sex. And we'll just talk about a few of them. One of the biggest reasons I hear people say is that they're trying to find out if they're sexually compatible because they don't want to get into a relationship with someone or a long term relationship with someone and find out that the quote unquote sex with that person is not good. They call it taking a test drive before you buy the product. Well, that may be fine with the used car, but when you're talking about human emotions and the tremendous impact of a sexual relationship, test drives are not a true indication of your sexual compatibility with that person. Because when you engage in a sexual act for the first time with someone, there's a temporary false sense of compatibility. When in fact, all it is is a temporary sense of enjoyment and a sense of compatibility that may not be there for the long term relationship. Another reason I've heard is that sexual purity is old fashioned and outdated and sex is just a normal part of a relationship in our culture today. But the culture may have changed and the way we view sexual relations may have changed because of the entertainment world and because of how prevalent it is in both television shows and on the movies. Human emotions have not changed. See, bonding with someone sexually 
It's like becoming one with that person because of the exchange of bodily fluids. And when you exchange bodily fluids with someone, that becomes a part of you. And so now you become connected to that person and everybody else that they have slept with in the past because they have the bodily fluids of that person in them. And so that can lead to unexpected consequences such as sexually transmitted diseases that may lay dormant for years that came from a previous sexual encounter with someone so imagine if the intended relationship does not work out and you've had sexual relations with that person the physical consequences are still there and the emotional scars that you may feel as debbie stated earlier the embarrassment part of it and the ongoing feeling of shame a third reason i've heard people give about having premarital sex is that sex produces intimacy in a relationship and as I stated earlier, there's a difference between sex and intimacy. See, women use sex hoping to get intimacy from a man. And a man will use intimacy hoping to get sex from the woman. And they're two different things. See, intimacy is not always physical in nature. And it doesn't always lead to sex. True intimacy is built on a foundation of honesty love and commitment that two people share together and not just a physical act but it's often confused in thinking that intimacy will lead to sex or that sex represents intimacy and i'm not saying that either the man or the woman are wrong in their intentions and and what they give in order to get something else i just want to make you aware that men and women look at this part of a dating relationship differently. I want to share with you an article from Psychology Today. And this article is about the reasons for sex before marriage. And it reads, a large number of sexually active single women means that men do not need to marry to enjoy an active sex life. If a man may sleep with various attractive women without any long-term commitment, he is less likely to propose marriage to any of them. So romantic relationships are negotiated on the basis of what typical men want, which is sex early in a relationship with little in the way of a permanent commitment such as marriage. The article goes on to say, note the irony that with sexual liberation, women actually lost power in relationships at the same time that they gained power in the economy. Now, let me tell you a story. There was a rancher that wanted to sell his cows. So every Friday, he would give away free milk samples to show everyone how good his cows were. And every Friday, he noticed that there was a particular man that showed up to get the free samples of milk. So after a while, he asked the man, he said, why do you show up every Friday to get the milk that my cows produce? Why don't you just buy the cow and you can always have this milk? And the man replied, why buy the cow when I can get the milk for free? So why would someone want to get married when they can have all the benefits of marriage without having to make that commitment. There's also the risk of becoming pregnant in a sexual encounter. And if that relationship is not a long-term committed relationship, 
you can be left alone dealing with an unwanted pregnancy or being a single parent. When you enter into an intimate physical sexual relationship with someone before you build an emotional or committed bond, you run the risk of hindering that part of the relationship because then it becomes a physical relationship and not an emotional and psychologically connected one. Now, in the last broadcast, I mentioned that Debbie and I would spend a lot of time together and we would go on trips together to include overnight trips. But I know some of you are probably wondering, well, did sex enter into that relationship? And I just want to tell you up front, no, it did not. When Debbie and I started dating because of our strong Christian beliefs, we had come to a consensus that we would not engage in sexual relations before we got married. Now, we had not talked about how long it would be before we got married, but we both had discussed that we wanted to be married and sex was not a part of the dating relationship as far as we were concerned. But let me tell you the benefits of this. This allowed Debbie and I to really enjoy each other when we went out on dates because there was no pressure or no wondering, well, when when is she or when is he going to approach me with sex? We had no sexual expectations. And so we were able to go on trips together and truly enjoy the trip and truly enjoy just spending time together because we didn't have the sexual pressures that would have come. It also allowed us to go on those overnight trips. And usually we had a separate room, but I can remember once where we stayed in an apartment together and there was no sexual temptations there because we both had our deal breakers. And that was one of our deal breakers that we would not enter into sexual relations. And let me just say this. It would have disappointed me if Debbie would have approached me in a sexual way and expected me to have sex with her because the type of woman that I was looking for was the type of woman that lived out her Christian beliefs. And again, we're not being judgmental over people, but when we talk about being true to yourself and honest with yourself, if that's important to you and that's a deal breaker for you, then you need to stick with it. And for us, it allowed us to get to know each other on a very intimate psychological and emotional level before physical sex ever took place after our wedding. And I know that this is a problem for some people because they not only feel that sex is part of the dating relationship, but it's considered odd or negative if the person doesn't want to have sex. And yes, it does end some relationships because the other person has an expectation that sex would be a part of the relationship. And they may even make the comment, well, if I can't get it here, then I'll go and get it somewhere else. But if someone truly cares about you and they truly want to have a long term relationship that will possibly end in marriage, they won't pressure you into doing something that is against your will or that you don't feel comfortable doing. So knowing your purpose for dating is very important. It really helps you to determine whether or not you're going to continue dating this person with the intent of marriage or just to be in a relationship. What you don't want to do is waste valuable years not knowing if the relationship will ever lead to marriage if that is your desire.
So I want to share with you a relationship that I was in many, many years ago when I was in my, I guess, young 20s or something like that, where I experienced some of the outcomes of being in a relationship that was partially defined, I would say. I had in my head a few deal breakers, but I hadn't really planned out as much as I should have. Uh, In hindsight, I'm saying this. So I met a person and we were both committed to marriage. Check. That was something that we both had, uh, had a desire for. And we did some of the things that looked like a committed relationship would be. We introduced each other to friends, family. We spent time together. And we were enjoying each other's company and time just continued to progress. And, and what I realized is we didn't have an end game in mind. Oh, I thought we had that end game in mind. We both wanted to be married. Okay. Let me tell you seven years later, we still weren't married. And guess what else? I still wasn't engaged, only engaged to the idea that we both wanted marriage. And something happened in that relationship for a little while that caused us to pause. uh, And I guess you would call it, we broke up. But what it did allow me to do was to stop and actually reflect on that relationship. And what I realized after I asked myself the tough question is, what is truly the end game to this relationship? I had to be honest with myself and know that this relationship was not headed towards marriage because after seven years, that marriage should have taken place. What I also recognized was that I had been settling and guess what? The person that I was dating may have been settling too, because we just continued on. I think it was just out of comfort at that point. You just kind of get used to hanging out with this person. And it's really unfair to you and the other person to continue in a dating relationship that have conflicting purposes. If you're committed and thinking you're on your way to marriage and the other person is hanging out and having a great time, At some point, you have to ask yourself and the other person, where is this relationship headed? What is the end point? If you have stated that you want to be married, you just have to ask, are we getting married? And in my case, after seven years, I should have asked that question a long time ago. But wherever you are in that relationship, don't let it keep going too long and you find yourself just starting to settle Stop and say, listen, my intent is to be married. Is that still your intent? Go back and revisit the things that you talked about earlier on in the relationship. And I'm not saying to start pressuring someone as soon as you meet them and asking them, when am I going to be married and start having these rules? Like I got a six month rule and a three month rule. You don't have to give that kind of pressure, but at least be conscious of how much time is lapsing as you are deciding whether or not you're going to marry or are you going to continue continue just in a dating relationship, but have it defined. And as we close, I want to quote a great relationship philosopher and coach, Beyonce. In her song, Single Ladies, she says, if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. If your relationship with someone is so great and you spend so much time together and you know that marriage is the goal, then you need to put a ring on it. But if you're in a relationship just to be in a relationship to spend time with someone and you don't mind not getting married to that person, then just be honest with yourself and be honest with that person so you don't waste each other's time. Well, that's all for this broadcast. 
Join us again next week when we'll be discussing communication, a key element in all great relationships. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We hope you found it informative and encouraging, and we'd like to get your feedback. Whether you're listening on iTunes or on podbean.com, you can write a review about today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and tell your family, friends, and colleagues about it. We appreciate your help. If you have a topic or question you would like us to discuss on one of our shows, send it to us by email at axweldonanddebbie at outlook.com. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Axe Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie about dating, relationships, and family. God's blessings to you. Goodbye.